After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Welcome to Greater Good Radio Hawaii, where leaders inspire leaders. Greater Good Radio Hawaii is dedicated to social entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Evan Leong, and with me is my co-host, Carrie Leong. Mahalo, Evan. Today's guest is Jeff Chung, President and General Manager of KBFD-TV. Jeff is also the Vice President of the Asia Network, the first Korean cable network carried by cable systems in the continental U.S. Please welcome to Greater Good Radio, Jeff Chung. Welcome to our show, Jeff. Thank you for having me here today. So as president, what is your normal day like or an average day for you like? An average day, I'm, uh, well, in the morning, I have just tons of emails. Um, I primarily do my business, uh, a lot of sales for advertising with local sponsors, local advertisers via email. So, so you're doing the sales for the re- t- television station yourself? Primarily uh, for local sales, non-Korean local clients. They're my, uh, in most cases, they're all my clients. And also I do all of the uh, legal work, and right now we're transitioning from analog to digital broadcast, so that is a bit of plate uh, on my desk as it is. How many people are in your company? We have 32 employees. Okay, and then mm-hmm. how many of them are, are backing you up, or, or are most of them doing you know, their, their normal jobs? I uh, don't have a personal assistant. I, just, I prefer to do things on my own. It just gets done a lot quicker, and I'm just moving at 1,000 miles an hour, so I just need to get up and do it myself. So prior to getting involved in this network television, what were you doing? I was in high school. I've been in TV now for 20 years. Uh, we started in 1986, March 24th. So uh, we just celebrated our 20th anniversary. Um, so this has been my first job and my only job. And you were since. born and raised in Hawaii? No, born in uh, Seoul, Korea. Came here when I was six years old. Uh, so I've been here 32 years. So can you tell the story about how you actually get a television station? I mean, how do you well, just go I, and... I think people uh, should realize that I didn't start the company myself in high school. I mean, uh, I'm not a boy genius by all means. It was a family business. It was my father's dream to own a TV station. What we were doing in 1976 is leasing time from the old Kiku, now KHNL, and we were doing 30 minutes of Korean news in black and white every Saturday mornings back in the mid-70s. And then we built that up to about an hour a week and then an hour a day, to make a long story short. But we realized you could never get prime time. One, uh, they just didn't give it to you, or we couldn't afford it. And an opportunity came in 1985 where we could buy the paper license to KBFD. It wasn't an operation. It was just a paper license that was granted by FCC to another person, Bob Allen, at that time. And we purchased that paper license from him, then built the station from ground zero up. What was that experience like, being that you didn't have experience building a station at that time? Uh, it was just kind of uh, hit by the shoot, uh, shoot by the hip, and kind of went as we went along. But at that time, cable wasn't a big, they didn't have a big presence here. They were just starting out by themselves, I mean, themselves as well. Uh, people just in general didn't know about TV broadcasts. And um, so there's a lot of, People in the community, especially the Korean community, uh, very hesitant because one, they didn't know 
about the TV business, and you know they were just thinking it's just this huge company then, and how could a community of thirty、uh, thousand at that time support a TV station when that time Japanese、uh, did have their own TV station, but it was more of a lease program on an hourly basis as well. So. People are just kind of negative overall. It was very difficult for us. How, how did you guys make it through then with such a small、uh, viewer base?、Uh, well, it was a family effort. I have an older brother, two older sisters. My older sister was、uh, married at the time, so it was just primarily my second sister, my brother, and myself、uh, working free. We didn't get paid,、uh, so that cuts a lot of the、uh, labor costs right there. And it was extremely. Very difficult beginning because we just could not get advertisers to advertise on our station. People were just labeling us as purely Korean, and at the time we were, we only had Korean、uh, audiences because we didn't subtitle dramas at that time. But the big biggest challenge is there's no Korean national companies who have branch offices in Hawaii. There's a lot in、uh, Southern California, so it's a lot easier there. But here, you know, all we have is Korean Airline. Uh, that's the largest presence、uh, in Hawaii by a Korean national company corporation. But other than that, you know, we just couldn't get any much、uh, much support. So locally, we had to use our personal contacts and relationships to, you know, ask our advertisers to take a chance with us. It sounds like you were working with your father when you were fairly young.、Um, was this something that you were excited about from a young age, or was it you were pretty much told you're going to help us build this? You know, my father's a、uh, He's old school、uh, Korean kind of guy, and、uh, I really didn't have any choice. Neither did my brother or my sister. So, so he doesn't really ask. It's just no, you no. Do it, it, right? it's, it's more of an order, and、um, you know there wasn't much resistance. It was a family effort, like I said, and we believed in him. And、um, my father's、uh, quite the visionary. We all knew that from our childhood. So、uh, we just followed his orders, and、uh, we really worked hard, and it paid off after twenty years. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good: Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. How do you sell his company to Akamai Technologies for three billion dollars? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates six percent of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get a hundred stores and a hundred million in sales in less than ten years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised fifty thousand dollars in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. Greatergoodradio.com. You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. Today's guest is Jeff Chung, President and General Manager of KBFD TV. Jeff is also the Vice President of the Asian Network. The first Korean cable network carried by the cable systems in the continental U.S. So you mentioned that you went from high school straight、mm-hmm. to working with your father, although you've been, you know, kind of working during high school. What about、right. college? Did you go to college to get educated, to get better at sales, maybe, or, you know, in the broadcast industry? Well, right after、uh, graduating from Roosevelt High School here, I went to Willamette University in Salem, Oregon.、Uh, did my four years there, but ex- actually in my junior year, I spent a year abroad in Korea because I couldn't speak Korean at the time, 
And uh, so I spent a year there, and I'm pretty fluent now. And every uh, summer or winter breaks, I would come home and I work. I would work at the uh, TV station, help the family. And as soon as I graduated in 1990, I came home and I've been working full time, six days a week, sometimes seven, until today. So, how much travel is involved with this? Uh, initially, not much. Uh, it was just uh, internally we had to build a really good infrastructure,、um, find good personnel, and expand our subtitling base and. Uh, trying to get some Nielsen ratings and get more involved in the local community. Can you chat a little bit about how subtitling kind of opened up the market for you guys? Right. Initially,、uh, the reason behind we、uh, our subtitling efforts in Korean dramas is because my father realized that I was actually losing my Korean culture.、Uh, like I said, I didn't speak Korean until my junior year in college when I went to study abroad in Korea. So the purpose to subtitle in 1989 was to build that generation gap between. 1.5 second, third, fourth generation Koreans in Hawaii, because my father really didn't like to see the、uh, future generations losing their Korean heritage. So that was the reason behind that. But in the early 90s and mid 90s, we started to get a very strong following with the local community because on the cable dial we're on channel four, in between all the networks, and people would just kind of surf by and stop and start watching, and they'd eventually get hooked. We didn't do much、uh, promotion outside our station. But because of the strong Asian values and the ethnic makeup in Hawaii, I think it was well re,、uh, accepted. And then, is that what happened for the continental U.S. as well? You know, the continental U.S.、Uh, you know, Hawaii is very,、uh, very fortunate to have a station like KBFD, which is licensed and owned and locally operated here. But a station,、uh, there aren't many Korean stations on the mainland,、uh, primarily because the TV station is just extremely expensive. Uh, a station like ours, if we were in the Los Angeles market,、uh, our station value would be somewhere in the hundred eighty to two hundred million dollars, and if we're in New York, probably in excess of two twenty to two hundred thirty million. So,、uh, I know a lot of wealthy Koreans in the United States, but not that wealthy. Wow. Do you, do you see that maybe a certain period in the future that it will be、uh, that prolific in the continental U.S.? Well, there. Could be. I, I see it growing now, but、uh, Hawaii is definitely about three to five years ahead of the continental U.S. as far as Korean programming and the the penetration into the local community.、Uh, like I said, again on the mainland, it's primarily Korean broadcasters are leasing time from stations, existing TV stations, as we were doing prior to KBFT, and broadcasting Korean programming about at most three hours a night. And in some other cases, there are cable channels, and they are、uh, subscription based. On a monthly basis, so it's not accessible to really everyone. So once you got your station, did you folks worry a little bit about how you were going to fill your airtime? Programming is、uh, definitely one of our advantages because the Korean government, who owns KBS, the Korean Broadcast System, is similar to NHK, BBC, and they have two channels in Korea and a lot of content, and they were initially providing that content.、Uh, At a very very low price, because the purpose or the rationale behind in the Korean government is to promote the Korean culture, and so KBFT was just a vehicle, and there was a good relationship, and we've been representing KBS for over thirty years now. So, what about some of the hard times that you guys went through? Can you tell us some of the hard times maybe you went through and how you came out of it, what you learned from it? Well, it, when we started in nineteen eighty six, like I said, getting a new advertiser on air and watching it at home. Was a big relief for us, and always a challenge to get、uh, another new client. 
and also retaining the existing clients. But it's just extremely hard to get advertisers if you don't have Nielsen ratings. And if people and media buyers are always stereotyping you as ethnic. And today, I、uh, even though we have Nielsen ratings today, I'm still labeled ethnic in many cases. But you know, if you think about the ethnic makeup in our viewers, we have less than 10% of our viewers are Korean, and I'm still labeled ethnic. So there are challenges out there. I guess、uh, a lot of the media buyers need to be a little bit more savvy. I think. And how do you deal with those challenges when you go into a meeting? You know, you know that you're going to have this. I guess label on you.、Mm-hmm. How would you overcome that so you're able to get that advertiser to deal with you? Well, a lot of times、um, we wouldn't get much from the advertising agencies. There are a few that gave us、uh, a lot of business, but in general, it was very difficult. So, quite often, we went directly to the uh, client, uh, talked to the president, CEO, and you know, basically gave them our pitch. And if they believed in us, they get, took a chance. But in most cases, in the beginning, if it was.、Uh, Let's say initial three month period, we would really heavily discount the、uh, package so that they could get some results. And if it worked, then we can continue that relationship. In most cases, it did. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good: Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Is the greatest part of your workday the leftover lasagna you packed for lunch? Is it quickly becoming apparent that you and everyone you know are smarter than your boss? Just how satisfying is it to wear an untucked shirt on Fridays? It's time you stopped filling a position and started being fulfilled with a job that excites you every day, not just payday. And now is the perfect time to demand more of the work week. The Honolulu Star Bulletin and Midweek Work with Monster, so you can live up to your potential right here. Your calling is calling. Find it at StarClassifieds.Monster.com. We're back with Jeff Chung, President and General Manager of KBFD TV. So, Jeff, you're involved in the Hawaii International Film Festival. Could you tell us a little bit about that? The Hawaii International Film Festival is a nonprofit organization in the state of Hawaii. Our、uh, primary title sponsor is Louis Vuitton, and we're the only film festival in the U.S. that is sponsored by Louis Vuitton, which is a, a great honor. Why would they want to sponsor this? Well, they have a purpose to promote culture. And our mission statement for the Hawaii International Film Festival is to promote culture through the medium of film. And I think it was a good synergy, and they believed in us. And、um, what we try to do is bring in a lot of,、uh, because of our Pacific Rim focus, we try to bring a lot of Asian films here and promote them to the U.S. Actually, that would probably make sense for Louis Vuitton, right? Because a lot of their buyers are probably in Japan and some of the areas where、Absolutely. they have wealthy Asians. Absolutely, I, I believe、nations. Waikiki,、uh, the Waikiki lo- location, and the Alamoana location is doing extremely well. I think the that in the United States, there's not even that many Louis Vuittons in in general, right? It's just the ones in Hawaii, almost maybe one or two. Besides that, in the continental U.S. Well, I'm not sure about their uh, uh, the the amount of stores that they have throughout the、uh, U.S., but I do know that the Hawaii stores are doing well. So, what impact does the Hawaii Film Festival have on the economy or on culture? What, what have you seen? Well.、Uh, A lot of local people here take a big acceptance to Korean dramas, and Korean cinema has been really taken off uh, uh, at the same time. So, if you've noticed,、uh, a lot of film festivals around the world 
are uh, giving awards to Korean films. And we've seen that uh, a lot of the Korean films during our film festival always sell out. And by genre or by country, it's the most profitable segment for us, uh, the Korean section. And um, a lot of the filmgoers are non-Korean. Obviously, because a lot of the Korean people probably just rented on video, you know, before it's released. So, are you the head of the International Film Festival? Yes. Uh, last year was my first year as chairman of the board and also president, and it was also our 25th anniversary. That was a big undertaking, and this is my second year, and um, our 26th year for the festival. And how has this even grown from the first year? Just with. Sponsors alone, I'm very close to signing a deal with an international sponsor, a very big sponsor, um, and our you know our title is the Hawaii International Film Festival. So to bring in an international sponsor, it's, uh, it means a lot to me, and it also gives us some more leverage or the ability to put on a better show or a better festival. So I think that listeners being in business can gain something from understanding how do you actually get a sponsor? What do you say to them? How do you find them? How do you know who to talk to? Well, fortunately for me, this company in, in Japan uh, has a lot of interest in film, and they have uh, invested a lot of money in independent films as well. Uh, their primary business is actually uh, convenience stores. They, they're one of the largest convenience store chains in Japan. And so it was a good tie-in, and um, I think also because of the Louis Vuitton name, it, Hawaii builds a very boutique-type uh, image, and they wanted to be involved with that. So do they contact you, or do you find them? How, how does this happen? Oh. Uh, what happened was the intermediary, who was a friend of mine, is also a producer, and she visited uh, the Hawaii International Film Festival many years ago, and she really took a liking to our festival, and she also played a big part in putting this together. So she works with the company that may sponsor, or she was just uh, kind of like a broker of some sort? Uh, just a friendly broker. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then when they when they engage with you, do you make the call to them? They call you? How does this work? Well, the, uh, uh, our contact in Japan contacts both parties, and we actually had a meeting two months ago in Hawaii, and uh, hopefully they'll be coming in in May to sign the agreement. Okay. And then when you're trying to get sponsors or advertisers on the television uh, station, yes. you know, do you actually go into your network of clients already or your, your friends and family? or you? How do you, someone get sponsors for something like that? Uh, fortunately for me nowadays, a lot of our clients – know the value of KBFT today. And uh, in most cases, their mother or their sister or their aunt is watching or even their daughter. And it, I guess it triggers in their in their mind as far as a marketing strategy, and they call me. Uh, so there's less legwork on my part nowadays uh, to go out there and to find new sponsors. It's usually if I find one client, they'll introduce me to another client, and it just kind of networks on from there. It's kind of interesting that you said that in regards to the auntie, the mother, the grandmother, or the daughter. It seems like it's the females. Was that always your target, or did it just somehow evolve into this? Uh, Our research just shows that our audience is primarily, or the majority, are female, and definitely 35-plus. We're definitely strong in that demographic. But then it seems that older people listen, too. Your, Your dad listens, I mean, watches. Yeah. Every night. I mean, he's got the VCR. He needs a he needs a TiVo or something. You know, I've had so many cases where uh, uh, the husband and wife, you know, the husband will say, oh, yeah, my wife is watching all the time. But when I talk to the wife, she's always saying, yeah, it's actually my husband who's watching. So a lot of the men, I, I guess they feel a little uh, shy about saying I watch Korean dramas, maybe because it's... I don't know. My grandma don't know. And, and her dad, 
My grandma loves her dad. They can talk about it all mm-hmm. day, all night. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Staying cool on Hawaiian time. Neptunites, the sunshine in your mouth. Neptunites. For bubble tea supplies in your home, at a party or business, contact Bubble Tea Supply at 948-2622 or online at bubbletea.com. Neptunites, the sunshine in your mouth. How do you sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. GreaterGoodRadio.com You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at GreaterGoodRadio.com. Today's guest is Jeff Chung, President and General Manager of KBFD-TV. Jeff has been the President and Chairman of the Board of Directors for the Hawaii International Film Festival in 2005. So Jeff, a little while ago you talked to me and you said I'm doing, you were doing too much uh, in terms of community service stuff. You know, can you explain to us maybe other community things that you're involved with? Well, um, really, the Hawaii International Film Festival just consumes any time that I have. I'm also involved with the Hawaii Junior Korean Chamber of Commerce. But I like to uh, help the community by providing a lot of PSA time with any local organization, you know, Food Bank, Blood Bank, uh, Cancer Society, uh, Aloha United Way. I go out of my way to do a lot of PSA public uh, promotion for a lot of the local uh, nonprofits. And also, we just celebrated our 20th anniversary in, in the month of February. We had a, uh, a big fashion show with a Korean designer, Andre Kim, uh, who brought three Korean uh, drama stars here as well. And it was in coordination with the University of Hawaii, SITAR. Uh, it, it was for the uh, benefit of the uh, apparel and School of Apparel and Design. And in that evening, I think we believe, ra- I believe we raised 40000 for UH. Wow. So do you have any idea what UH does with that money? It's probably used for their program. I don't know, to buy supplies or to do scholarships. Not sure. Are you planning these special events because it's something that you want to give back, or are people approaching you and asking you to help organize it and be involved in it? Uh, it it's both. Uh, I, want, I realize that our viewers are primarily, it, it's more local now, so I'm trying to target and do more marketing uh, efforts and community service to the local market uh, community in general and not just specifically Korean. We also sponsor the Honolulu Symphony uh, as a media sponsor, so we try to promote and help them as well. Is the sponsorship of these events and different help with the different organizations, is it to bring awareness to your station or, you know, like advertisement or 
you know, is there a reason or somebody that had shown you that getting involved in the community is going to build you as a person? Well, uh, from the beginning, I, the role of the TV broadcaster, uh, FCC licensed TV broadcaster in any community should serve as the community. And with that reasoning, I try to, uh, it's not so much for a marketing purpose, but just to help the community that I'm, you know, broadcasting in. So if I can help local organizations promote their uh, event through PSAs, I'd rather do that than to do a national spot, so to speak. So are you finding that it helps your business at all by being involved with a lot of community things? Well, I, you know, people do thank me, and I believe we are getting more exposure out there. But I think that is a long, long strategy, long term. Um, and I haven't seen the results as far as, oh, you know, because you sponsored or did this for a community organization, we're going to come around and, you know, help you and advertise this way. But, you know, that hasn't happened yet, and I'm not really looking for that. That's not the purpose of why I do that. It's just community service. The thing that I'm wondering is that, mm-hmm. you know, we're trying to promote this uh, social responsibility or for people in business to get involved with doing community things. And, Absolutely. And even if it's not necessarily fully altruistic, to us it doesn't really matter. Right, as um, long as you're doing good. Right, as long as you're doing good. So we're, what, what do you think about that? I mean, what do you think about people that are, you know, we're all so busy and everyone, you know, has, has busy lives. Mm-hmm. What do you think about getting involved and, and taking that extra time? Is it valuable? I think for anyone, uh, whether you're uh, in business or not, I think you have to find balance in your life. And for me, uh, business is one thing. And, and my father didn't start KBFD to make just a whole bunch of money. It was to provide community service to begin with. So, you know, although we are a for-profit corporation, it is in our uh, philosophy to really help the community. And um, for me, I, I need to find that balance. And I guess everyone has to find their own little balance. But definitely, you know, uh, helping the community should be a big part of it. I've noticed that um, there seems to be a lot more Korean visitors as well as Korean um, people that are coming to live here. And I was wondering how, you know, your station and network has helped the new generations because you did mention that your father's dream was to have these generations still be close to their culture and be educated about where their heritage and things like that. So from where you are now and where the dream was 25 years ago, can you share with us? how that vision was able to evolve and how you folks feel about where you are today? That vision is definitely uh, evolving. It's changing as we speak today. Yes, you know, we are bridging that gap through subtitling of uh, Korean dramas so, so that the 1.5 second, third generation Koreans are now maintaining more of their culture. In fact, Koreans who were not as proud to say they were Korean are now saying you know, that they're Korean and very proud of it. And I think we've had a definite uh, influence on that. But more than that now, today... Koreans are interacting in the larger community with non-Koreans because a lot of non-Koreans who are now more familiar with Korean culture, you know, they would walk up in a PTA meeting and say, hey, you know, Mr. Kim, you know, I, I love watching Korean dramas. That's almost like the opening line in The Icebreaker. So the relationship between or the interaction between the Koreans with local communities is just enormous. And the power of uh, the media that had influence behind that is just incredible. And I realize in the uh, the community responsibility that is on KBFT, you know, is, is definitely on my shoulders every day, and I, I realize that. Thanks for joining us today on Greater Good Radio. For more information or a transcript of today's show, please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. This is your host, Evan Leong and Carrie Leong, saying please join us next time for another episode of Greater Good Radio, Hawaii.